This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Volkelbaum. And today we have another episode of Listener Mail. Yes. Some Woo! of our favorites. We love oh, these. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. What a yes. what a joy. What a pleasure. <laughs> it is. It is. And Lauren and I are about to go to Las Vegas. Again. Again. Not even separately. <laughs> yeah, not even for well, I mean, technically for Saver, but not to interview people for Saver. We're gonna do that in October. We're going now for the iHeart Music Festival. Um, because mm. Bose. Is that how yes. you say that out loud? Oh, I'm sure they'll love that. We don't know, but yes, I think so. <laughs> it's just that I've seen it in print so many times. Um, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Uh, they are sponsoring a a podcast booth at the music festival so that a bunch of us can go and record some podcasts there and also check out. It's a it's a wild lineup, y'all. Like, like Public Enemy is playing. Like TLC <laughs> is playing. Yes. I'm actually very excited, um, and so <laughs> and so yeah. So if any if anyone is going to the iHeart Music Festival, um, we're going to be recording Saturday evening. There's like a block of like of yes. like of like stuff Mom never told you, which I'm joining Annie for to talk about X Files. Um, yes, and then we're going to do some saver. And then I'm going to do some brain stuff. Uh, so, yeah, if, if anyone is hanging out Saturday night, if anyone's hanging out at the iHeart Music Festival, get in touch with us. We would love to meet up with you and mm-hmm. g- give you give you hugs and be like, <laughs> why are we in Vegas? What's going on? Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but also, yeah, come by the sound booth. Like, high five our producers. Super producer Tyler and super producer Paul are both going to be there. Yes. Yeah. And some other podcasters oh, in yeah, our yeah. iHeart family will be uh-huh. there. 
Um, but yeah, Lauren and I, are, we're going to have a grand old time. <laughs> Just talking about X-Files and then... <laughs> <laughs> I believe a fish yes. <laughs> for savor, yeah, which not I for, love. Yeah, not for spinty, for savor, a uh, cutthroat trout. Yeah, uh-huh. yes, it's going to be great. I, it's going to be great. Um, but <laughs> but that means we are in our usual scramble. I feel like we're always in a scramble, but... Well, yeah. yeah. That does not negate how much we love these <laughs> listener mails. Zero uh, percent. <laughs> it really only highlights how much we do love them. It, it, yes, it because really does. Because y'all are there for us in our times of need. You are with amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the 18th what? listener mail. Yes. Ooh. Oh, the titles. We're going to have some fun with the titles. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> the Star Wars puns will never stop. No. They they just flow from me. Like the force. <laughs> I am like just connecting to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, we have a lot of good ones for you uh, in here. And we do really appreciate them. So keep them coming. Yeah, please. Yes. All right. So let us begin with Barbie mm-hmm. who wrote... I love the opportunity to write you, but after weeks of podcasts about food I'd never heard of or never eaten, I wondered when the opportunity would come. Hmm. Today, I heard about fudge and loved every minute of it. I am not a fudge eater, but am somehow fascinated (laughs) by it and by the magic and difficulty of making it. My friends who make fudge are considered cooking wizards by those who haven't been able to master the art. One of my many favorite cozy mystery series is Nancy Coco's dozen or more books set in Mackinac Island featuring Allie, a woman who runs an historic hotel, makes fudge, demonstrates fudge making, and solves murders. (laughs) (laughs) Each book has wonderful narratives of making fudge and recipes for making fudge with more different additives than I possibly Hmm. have imagined, along with descriptions of living on Mackinac Island that make you feel like you're right there. The books are worth reading just to be in on the world of fudge. (laughs) Mm. I love this. Oh, I I visited my mom for her birthday this weekend. Uh Uh-huh. And she loved this is her like she loves a good like murder mystery, but like with a, a side gig, you know what I oh, mean? Oh sure, oh sure. The side gig <laughs> is important, right? Yes, um, and I love that this yeah. in this case it is making fudge. <laughs> hey, it is very magical. You've got to know how huh. it works. I can yeah. see how that would translate into solving murders. How do you make fudge? <laughs> How do you right, solve right, and the the uh, the the specificity that you need to bring to fudge making, like it really encourages you to like to like notice details. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I also love like I could be wrong, but I feel like Mackinac Island is not that big. It does get a lot of tourists, but I love she has these shows I watch with her when I visit her, and I'm like, this place isn't that big to How have this so number of murders. murders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> murderers i'm like wow (laughs) okay yeah usually you start going like i like should should we be avoiding the detective like does is there some kind of reason that they're there that these murder anyway i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again i've been rewatching x-files so i have i have a lot of (laughs) 
interesting kind of yeah yeah a little like Mm -hmm. "Mm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's yeah that's fair that's fair but I like I like the setup I think it sounds fun (laughs) yes yes (laughs) uh um okay Kale wrote Last year, I wrote in to share that your Spoons episode unlocked my buried memory of salad fingers from the early years of YouTube. Uh, Today, I'm here to tell you that your Squab episode unlocked yet another buried memory of mine. I don't know if either of you watched Hey Arnold in the late 90s, uh, early aughts, but there was an episode featuring a character dubbed Pigeon Man who had a very endearing love of pigeons. I don't remember much about the actual plot of the episode, but I do remember Arnold being very sweet to Pigeon Man and this image in particular. Um, And attached is an image of um, aforesaid Pigeon Man, I assume, being carried away into the sunset by a flock of pigeons Um, and Arnold Mm -hmm. kind of watching in awe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's It's very very beautiful. beautiful. Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Uh, uh, while your episode was super great and interesting, I'm not sure I could bring myself to try squab after unlocking this memory. Thank you for creating a food podcast that somehow unearths many of my long-forgotten, often not food-related childhood memories. I appreciate all that you do. Yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate stuff like this, too. We talked about this. We mentioned yeah. this letter in when Samantha came on. When we had our conversation about oh, right, yeah. food memories and stuff. But I wanted to share it because it is great. It is true. Like so many times I'll just have a memory that's not really food related, but it is triggered by food. Sure. Um, or the discussion I, of a food related topic. Yeah. And I did watch Hey Arnold. Oh, gosh. I, I didn't really. That's one. That's one that I missed. Oh, there is. An episode oh. where they they're doing. I think is it. Hey, it's I hate Carmen. It's Carmen oh. the opera. Um, it probably is called <laughs> Hey Carmen. Um, but the, the like kind of nemesis to Arnold Helga. She has this oh, like. Uh-huh. My name's Von Helga. I do Von Smelga. Like <laughs> That's great. These things so get, good. as a kid, you're just like, oh, they get in your brain. Yeah, and you they just, just stay them. There. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I get it. I hear you, Kale. Like, oh, yeah. you see Pigeon Man and you're like, oh, no, I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't eat a squab. Right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Salad Fingers really sticks with you. He sticks mm. with you forever. Uh, no, you can't. Get, it's like the ring. Or, or, yeah, mm-hmm. or they? I'm not sure. I don't want to misgender salad fingers. Um, no, no, uh, no. No, there could be consequences. <sighs> there definitely could be. Uh, salad fingers was a very specific <laughs> thing that happened to like a very specific <laughs> group of us. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you don't forget it. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, (laughs) moving on. Oh, I love this one. Um, Mm -hmm. Desiree wrote, friends, I am a little behind with this one, but I just listened to your episode about tomatoes and I had to tell you about the tomato art fest in Nashville, Tennessee. It just happened this past weekend, Hmm. August 12th, and celebrated its 20th year of wackiness. 
The tomato is the state fruit of Tennessee, hmm. and although that isn't widely known, it hmm. was the theme of a whims- of a whimsical <laughs> art show 20 years ago that bloomed into the wild event we know today. Should you happen to visit some August in the future, you'll be greeted with said tomato-themed art show, a tomato-themed 5K, a tomato-themed costumed parade, a costume contest where people dress like tomatoes, a costume contest where people dress up actual tomatoes, a tomato <laughs> toss, a Bloody Mary recipe contest and brunch event, a tomato head, redheaded person contest, wow. as well as many of the best craftspeople and food vendors in Nashville selling their tomato-themed creations. I am a national native and have spent many a year going to this bizarre and beloved event. I moved away a few years ago, but returned this year to run the 5K and indulge in my favorite weird hobby of food costuming. I ran the 5K in a handmade sequined Carmen Miranda-inspired tomato salad (laughs) costume, complete with bib lettuce ruffles, bedazzled tomato slices, and a salad dressing and crouton headpiece, pictures included. And once I dried off from the humid race, I competed in the costume contest and got second place. Thank you very much. There aren't many events that could convince me to take a trip down south in the aggressive heat of August, which I'm sure you know all about in Georgia, but I encourage you to head down to Nashville for this truly unique summer food festival. It's an experience you won't forget. And these oh, pictures. Y'all. Y'all. Desiree, you are amazing. <laughs> this <laughs> stunning costume is so cool. And I forgot. I, okay. So somehow as I was like breezing through, because Annie compiles these uh, as she is very awesome to do. Um, and as I was breezing through this email on my first read, I somehow missed that you had run a 5K in this costume, that this costume yes. was 5K compliant. Like that Mm -hmm. you could, in fact, make time in this costume because there are fringed gloves. Um, Mm -hmm. The I mean, the the skirt is truly lettuce ruffled. It is beautiful. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are opportunistically placed tomato slices (laughs) that are so shiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, The headpiece. The headpiece, I I believe, has some hidden valley in there. Yes. you know, and it it's also stunning. it also looks comfy. It does. Oh yeah, it's it's like it looks like the most you can do while still being cool, like temperature wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's it feels very smart in terms of thinking about I have to run a race in this. And yeah, not. yeah. But also just doesn't hold back in how amazing it is. Yeah, no zero percent. Oh. Yeah, no, this is stunning. And thank you. Thank you for sharing it yes. with us. Yes, thank you. And weird hobby of food costuming. <laughs> that is not weird to us. We love it. No. Keep it up. Yes. You should have gotten first place. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I'm so mad at literally everyone I've ever met for never for, for never telling me that this thing happens because I want yes. to go to a tomato art fest. <laughs> me too. Thank you so much yes. for writing in about this. This is like Heck. so much a thing we would love. <laughs> yeah. This is 
Yeah. We live in this alley already. That Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Perfect. And this is what we need you listeners for, is to let us know about these yes. things. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Heck. Yes. Okay, well, uh, we we do we do have uh, more of you listeners telling us more things that we already probably should have known. Um, but first, uh, we've got a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Um, And uh, Kelly wrote... I've just finished listening to your episode on Ramane and wanted to give you my take on the nostalgic aspects. Uh, from my experience, every consumer of Ramane I knew was also big into anime and manga. It was always sought after at anime conventions and bought at specialty stores. The nostalgia aspect, I think, comes from that of being a geeky millennial slash Gen Z kid in the 2000s and 20-teens, and the dip in Ramane sales, in addition to the tourism aspect, may have also been affected by the lack of a convention season in 2020 where people buy it in droves. The specialty stores I mentioned may also have been affected by this, sadly not being seen as essential if they didn't also sell groceries. That's just my guess, though. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most of the the numbers I was looking at were sales in Japan specifically, but I'm sure that they also included a little bit of international trade 
And certainly, I mean, right, like like the lack of conventions in 2020 bleeding into 2021 um, and even through today, uh, drops in convention uh, traffic are probably affecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that totally makes sense to me. Um, there are so many things we talk about in here where uh, maybe I don't have personal experience with, but uh, Supervisor mm-hmm. Andrew, yeah, uh, yeah, who was part of the inspiration for that episode, um, will pipe in with a Pokemon fact or something, <laughs> fact or something like that. Uh-huh. And it, it totally makes sense to me that that, um, that would become a thing where you're like, oh, I want to get this because I heard about it in the show mm-hmm. or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like jelly donuts, you know? You just really... <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now see our Pokemon also, episode for that. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. See our Pokemon episode for that. And also, happy belated birthday to super producer Dylan. Yes. Oh, heck. Absolutely. Oh, what a good mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. The best. The best. I sent him a gif of Sesame Street <laughs> and Star Wars. Aww. And, of course, he was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen Aww. because he's nice like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, he is much beloved on the team. Also, a big Pokemon fan. Mm-hmm. At the very least, he sings the song at karaoke. Yeah, regularly, yeah, very passionately. Is, oh, so talent, <laughs> talent. Um, <laughs> um, Mike wrote. While listening to your recent fudge episode, I kept thinking of this cookbook I recently got with a recipe for Velveeta fudge. At first, I thought, how disgusting. Hmm. But I now am considering making and trying. Thought I'd share and attach a photo of book and recipe. Book is Baking Yesteryear by B. Dylan Hollis. Um, hmm. I, <laughs> I, can, I can see it. I... It's hard to see, but I can see it. Yeah, I mean, the, okay, so so once you consider that, A, uh, salty and sweet go well together, okay? Mm-hmm. And B, mm-hmm. once you consider that the um, inherent meltability and, like, like built-in uh, emulsification properties of Velveeta are going to really help out a, a fudge recipe in terms of, like, it's setting up and not crystallizing on you. Uh, I could see, I could see it being a very useful ingredient. Um, yeah. it still sounds awful <laughs> when you just <laughs> say it out loud. That sounds like the worst thing. <laughs> it sounds like one of those things, like texture wise, I can really see that. Okay. Yeah. Flavor wise is where I'm like, okay. No, maybe. man. If you like a salty peanut butter with, with a fudge, then why not mm, salty you know, cheese? You're right. Am I? I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I probably would like it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of our. Um, we've had a lot of listeners write in about uh, tomato cake. Oh, right, um, tomato soup cake. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I. I think it's just something we're gonna have to experience. Yeah. Um, to Fair know enough. Absolutely. The truth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the truth is out there, and it might be Velveeta fudge. Yeah. It might be. <laughs> Not me, but it might be. (laughs) 
Hmm. Uh, okay. Vivian wrote, I just wanted to say that it was interesting to learn that scientists compared kiwis to peaches when studying the former. Uh, the Chinese name for kiwi is actually macaque peach. I've wondered all my life what the similarity was uh, between kiwis and peaches. In Chinese tradition, monkeys are typically associated with peaches, uh, like the monkey king and the peaches of immortality. Uh, so I had just figured that the ancients decided that whatever fruit the macaques were eating must also be peach-like. Hmm. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. good connection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love these when we hear from people uh, who have more knowledge than we do about <laughs> the etymology part or the traditions part of the stories part. Um, what's going on perhaps behind behind the research that we do. Um, so that is interesting because we talked about that, that the, the macaques loved kiwi and that was part of why they got the name. Um, but the, yeah, this is interesting too. Yeah. It was related to peaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, no I, and absolutely. I had totally forgotten about um, about like Chinese mythology and uh, peaches and the monkey king and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, also, is it is it macaque? I might be saying it wrong. Anyway, uh, here we go. Here we go. Fun with pronunciation <laughs> always. Always. That's sort of the whole <laughs> point, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, well, speaking of kiwi, Ava wrote. I just finished listening to your kiwi episode and felt I should write in about the Siberian kiwi, Arctic kiwi, hardy kiwi, kiwi berry. Those are a lot of <laughs> slashes in between all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, same, uh, different names for the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, these little buddies have a million names and are one of my favorite plants I have in my garden. First of all, they are super hardy. I live in the Canadian prairies, and it regularly gets to negative 40 degrees in the winter. The vines lose all their leaves in the fall, but leaf out quickly in the spring. They require no special care and can handle drought and heat as well. Super easy to grow as long as you have a trellis or a fence for them to climb. The plant has lovely foliage that gets gorgeous pink and white variegation in the spring and produces so much fruit once established. The kiwis themselves are about the size of an elongated blueberry or like a slightly rounder hascap. If you're familiar with that delicious berry, I am not, but nope. now I want to know. Yeah, right. Um, uh, my vines are about eight years old. And we have hundreds of fruit this year. Oh. I go out every day and pick a few handfuls that immediately get devoured by my toddler. Oh. The only challenge with them is that it's really hard to know when they are ripe. They have a smooth green skin that gets slightly translucent when ripe. So you've got to look closely or gently squeeze each one. And if you don't catch them in time, the wasp have a field day huh. on the inside they look just like a big kiwi and they taste quite similar too i feel like they are sweeter and lack some of the acidity of their full-size cousins it's so easy to pop them in your mouth and they are so cute that it's totally worth planting a few vines oh Ooh. right oh i want to know more about this yeah <laughs> and and see I, i'm i'm starting to think about about new garden 
possibilities yes. because now that I have a, a, a real, like a permanent home that I can do whatever mm-hmm. I want with, I can plant a whole garden. I don't have to mm. live out of out of pots anymore. Or my garden doesn't have to live out of pots anymore. <laughs> I wasn't personally living in pots. Really? But <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I take the fifth. Um, but, uh, but yeah, oh, that sounds... That sounds really cool. I wanted to ask you, and you could plead the fifth again. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Did your avocado tree, did it make it? Um. Okay. So one of them is currently my my, my roommate has uh has has a theater that she helps run in town, and so one of them is living in the lobby of that theater. Mm-hmm. One of them, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say with love that despite her best efforts has survived um and um, (laughs) because it was living in the back of her pickup truck for Mm -hmm. an unreasonably long period of time um Mm -hmm. but despite that it has started new growth and we are very excited um we might in fact find a corner of the yard to plant such an avocado tree in which upon which it might actually flower wow that'd be cool it would be pretty cool i think i think uh, avocados i think that kind of avocado at the very least needs a a dude and a lady avocado tree to make Mm. it happen but Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see what happens yeah that takes two to tango with the (laughs) avocado i see Um, i uh as i said i went home and visited my mom for her birthday and i have discovered uh, there are no longer blackberries that grow there. Oh or no! Blueberries that oh, grow there. Meow. Oh, meow! So, oh, that's so sad. sad. Yeah. Well, you know. But I, you know, at least case closed on that one. Okay. Um. Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well. <laughs> um, we do have a little bit more listener mail for you. Uh, we do. But first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Um, and okay, uh, Arik wrote a few things that we are going to condense into, into one segment here. Uh, can openers was a fun revisit to hear. Why did I completely forget that Lauren wants to push William Shatner out of a plane? I guess the real question, what started the beef with Lauren and William? Congrats on the book. Fun hearing Samantha on with the two of you. Just a fun natural conversation. I'm thinking we need to put together some wine and a charcuterie platter for you to celebrate. Love Kiwi. And such a fun episode. Um, I can imagine a Kiwi on Match.com hoping and getting rejected. Or would it go on Farmers Only? Annie, you have us worried about their dating lives now. Um, And uh, love the kitchen mishaps. That's why we love the two of you. You are not chefs, but just regular people. We all have mishaps, mistakes, confusion, etc. I love what you share with us. I'm sure your listeners cover the full spectrum in the kitchen, but we have all done something, well, not exactly right. We want the geeky, nerdy, off-the-wall takes on this stuff. Have you done an episode on fish sauce? I know you've done uh, different condiments and sauces, but I don't recall a specific one on fish sauce. That could be interesting. It's so versatile. The smell can take some getting used to, as well as how to use it, but it can add so much to things. Uh, To me, when used right, you don't know that it's in the dish, but uh, the way it opens everything up is wow. Uh, Just a dash or two mixed into barbecue sauce, a couple dashes and some pho or ramen, a key to making fried rice at home. One of those things that in a side-by-side of a dish, uh, with and without, uh, you'll probably take the one with because it just tastes better. I added two small dashes to my homemade white barbecue sauce tonight, and yep, I have a feeling that good ones have a naturally occurring MSG factor around them. Um, And I think you've touched on MSG, if not a full episode, but if you haven't, that could be another good one. Unfairly vilified. As you say, bodies are different and some people need to stay away, but there is a reason it's known as makes stuff good uh, to be polite. Always look forward to the episodes and wonder how long it will take before Grey Cat locks Lauren out. Congrats on the house, Lauren. <laughs> we all look forward to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, play, place your bets now, folks. That <laughs> <laughs> I We had to delay this a little bit because you were like... I gotta go feed the cat. Oh yeah, yeah, no. So, so wet food o'clock. Um, he does not wake me up in the morning for food because I free feed him. I, I'm lucky that I can free feed him and he doesn't go too crazy about it. But, um, but wet food o'clock is right around five to six p.m. 
And we got started right around 5 p.m. And I was like, this cat is going to eat my eyeballs if I do not <laughs> mm-hmm. give him wet food right now. So hold on. Just hold on. Just just two minutes. Yeah. 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 But it's only a matter of time. But yeah, well, today I mean, you know. it was. Yeah. <laughs> we were able to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yes. For now. For now. Uh, Yeah, we haven't done, we've done a lot of things that fall under fish sauce, but we haven't done, I don't, I wouldn't say we've done like a whole episode on fish sauce. No, and and, and we do, we do need to, we do need to. I mean, there there are a few different types and like, right, and it it gets very specific and the fermentation is Mm. so cool. Uh, We have done garum, but not, Mm. yeah, not Asian styles of fish sauce. So, yeah. Right. And I do agree. It is something that's. You know, you can put just a couple drops in and you can. It's so it's good. Like, yeah, it just adds like a depth. It just adds yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't necessarily pick up on it, you pick up on it. It's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I believe Lauren wants to push William Shatner out of a plane. I think that's a Twilight Zone reference. Yes. She has a beef that no, I don't know. No, 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 no. That's totally a Twilight Zone reference. Uh, no particular animus between me <laughs> and Bill Shatner. Um, I don't I don't know the guy. Um, mm. He's not my favorite Star Trek captain. <gasps> Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. So- <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a dramatic statement yeah. to say. I don't particularly have any stakes, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, it did come up when I, again, when I visited my mom because she's gotten really into recording <laughs> old things. Okay. Um, like she's discovered how to do it. So now she's oh. recording everything. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And she was talking to me about all these old Twilight Zone episodes, which I have watched. And uh, it was <laughs> uh-huh. just funny. She was like, did you know William Shatner was in one? I was like, I think he was in two. <laughs> um, <laughs> her mind's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Before, um, before the movie uh, version of Twilight Zone, in which John Lithgow uh, reprised the role, yes. yeah, in the in the episode of the Twilight Zone, there's something on the wing of the plane. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was William Shatner. So that was really good. Oh, was it? Oh, thank you. I wasn't. I, I liked it. <laughs> I because you know I've been working on that since like the second year we've been doing this. I have not gotten any closer, so that was pretty good. I liked it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we did actually get a letter. A physical uh, piece of paper look. with writing on it. Yeah. And the handwriting is lovely mm-hmm. uh, from Joe, who sent us some tablea. And I hope I'm not butchering that. Um, and, and a letter with a recipe. Oh, so mm-hmm. I wanted to read the letter. Hello, hello, hello. How strange to be actually writing to you. Hmm. Enclosed is, as promised, a bag of tablea from my dad's hometown. I've also written down two recipes, courtesy of my dad and my aunt. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do, especially once the weather gets cooler. Thanks again for being my favorite podcast. All the best, Joe. P.S. These tablea are already sweetened, but feel free to add sugar to taste. And thank you. First of all, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. And I love, um, so I won't read the recipes, but if anybody wants them, with Joe's permission, I'll <laughs> share them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I love how on the back, it, it continues to the back of the card. Uh-huh. Um, 
and it says you can add with either evaporated milk, dad's preference, or coconut milk, my aunt's preference. Oh. I hope you like it. I just love when those specificities of mm-hmm. oh, family yeah, yeah. preferences. Um, but yeah, I I have it. Again, I will not use it all, Lauren. I will <laughs> share it the next Thank time you. we see Thank each you. other. Great. Um, but we really appreciate oh. it. Thank you for taking the time for writing this out and sending that to us. Um, thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh heck yes. Uh, yeah. No. N- never. N- never expected. Uh, you no. don't owe us anything for this free nope. podcast that you do us a favor by listening to. Um, <laughs> yep. That's a saver favor right there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but but no. So so much appreciated. Thank you so much for sharing things that are important to you. Um, yes. Uh, uh, speaking of, um, Susan wrote, how is it that Annie Reese, Robert Lamb, and Joe McCormick have all never read Banicula? What is a good physical address to send uh, mail, books, etc. to you so I can send something to? Uh, we're remedying this situation ASAP. <laughs> this is great. I had no idea about Rob and Joe. Um but yeah, yeah. right, this right, like this was an important series of books to my childhood, and I am offended, <laughs> sirs and madam. Um, <laughs> I like how Susan was like, "No more, <laughs> we will fix this. <laughs> I will not let this stand a second longer." <laughs> yeah, no, this aggression yes. shall not stand. Um, yeah. Well. well. Uh, <laughs> And we it's do for the season is here. <laughs> <laughs> we do actually have an office that you can mail things to now. Um, we do. We don't get do. there. We don't get there very often, to no. be honest. But um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Some of our coworkers re- do. Yes, and they let us know. Yeah, uh, I would recommend if you. <laughs> If you're sending us something, which again we do not expect, but if there is something, just let us know because otherwise we might never go there, mm-hmm. especially if it's perishable. Yeah. Um, oh goodness. Oh my goodness. Definitely let us know then. Yeah. Yes. But we do have a. I don't know it, but we do have one. And if you email us, I I have it, but I can find it. But yeah. Totally. I don't know it. Off the not top off the top of, of my head, head either. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. Right. However, I I need to unpack my books, which is actually a very daunting prospect because I have a great number of books. And they mm-hmm. are literally all in boxes right now. Um, mm. And that's, whoo, thank you so much to my friends who brought those into my home and up two <laughs> weird little flights of stairs because I bought a split level. Um, so, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, once I open those up, I strongly believe that I have a copy of Benicula in there that I can pass around. But, um, but I mean... Robert and Joe both have kids that they should probably they, they should probably have copies of Benicula of their yeah. own, you know. I'm pretty shocked they hadn't I'm pretty shocked. Mm. <laughs> I, I say as someone who also has it. <laughs> let, let me pass judgment mm. on them, but yeah. slide off of me. Um. <laughs> uh, for anyone who is not aware, uh, uh, but by the way, R- R- Rob and Joe are the hosts of uh, 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 a fellow iHeart slash old How Stuff Works show by the name of uh, Stuff to Blow Your Mind. 
and yes. our really good fellow weirdos. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Chosen our readers campaign. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. And Robert hosts one that I've heard about and sounds very intense. Oh, I'm um, sure. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure. Yes. And Banicula, from what I understand, is a vampire bunny. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll all get there. But thank you for looking out, Susan. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. And thank you to all the other listeners who wrote in. We love hearing from you. It's such a delight. Um, it really makes this show so much more mm-hmm. vibrant and oh fun. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, so thank you. Um, if you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. Oh, we are also on social media, kind of, sort of. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.